I'm here with Hugh uh, from Deep Silver uh, talking about Metro Exodus. Um, if you could just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about the game, uh, that would be great. Sure. So I'm head of global brand management at Deep Silver. I've actually been working on the Metro franchise for close to 10 years from back in the THQ days. Uh, Metro Exodus is the next installment in the Metro series. Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light uh, with two um, very highly rated uh, single player uh, story-driven shooters, kind of more linear, set in the tunnels beneath a post-apocalyptic Moscow. With Metro Exodus, you're now going to flee Moscow and embark on this epic year-long journey across post-apocalyptic Russia. Um, so with the, the newer game, you've kind of gone away from the books a little bit. Um, if you could just tell us a little bit about how that's kind of how, if you've had a lot of creative direction with that um, and the idea to go away, obviously, from the books, how, if that was a challenge or, you know, what you decided to do with that. Well, with each game, we've actually worked really closely with Dmitry Glukowski, who's the authors of the original books. And every game, we've taken a slightly different approach. So for Metro 2033, the book already existed. So the framework was there for a game. And 4A Games adapted the storyline and developed the game of Metro 2033 around the existing book. And for Metro Last Light, Dmitry actually came up with an original storyline for the, the team to continue Artyom's journey that became the, the plotline for Metro Last Light. And then Dimitri started to build elements of that storyline into Metro 2035, the, the third in his uh, Metro series of books. And then for Metro Exodus, the idea for the storyline this time came from the studio who said, look, we want to explore beyond the confines of Moscow. We want to go on this journey across post-apocalyptic Russia. Pitched it to Dimitri, who was like, that sounds amazing. And then he actually continued uh, Metro 2035 in such a way that it would sort of set up the storyline for the for the game. So in each case, it's been a slightly different process, but, um, you know, Dimitri's been involved every step of the way to make sure that kind of games and books kind of really nicely interlink. So, so Dimitri actually has had some hands-on with you guys to make sure that um, the, like the creative direction goes the way that he would like it, obviously with still having a... Yeah, he, he, he gives the, the studio a huge amount of creative latitude. Um, you know, there are a few things where he might put his foot down where, you know, treatment of particular characters, but generally he's the kind of guy that lets, um, lets people take the right creative decisions in the field that they're good at. So he knew right from... Uh, right from the first game that 4A Games were the, the studio that he wanted to bring his franchise to life and he's been incredibly happy with the results and you know del delighted with the work that they've been uh, work that they've been doing so it's been a really good you know it's been a really good relationship to the point where you know both sides are kind of contributing to the the overall lore of the of the metro universe yeah that's that's really great um, obviously this time with the with the new game it's a bit more uh, open world a bit more free roaming um, have you had many challenges obviously going from the original games which are a little bit more linear to this massive open open free world Sure. So one of the reasons for doing that was that the studio really wanted to stretch themselves after spending seven or eight years creating the first two Metro games, which, as I say, were more linear, set mostly underground and just within Moscow. They really wanted to flex their creative muscles, both from a visual perspective and also from a design perspective. As, as the studio has grown in size, it's now close to 150 people across both studios. They finally had the... Um, they finally had the resources to be able to t attempt something that's, you know, a lot more ambitious in scope and scale than the than the previous games. Um, the biggest challenge really came from finding that balance between making it feel like a metro game and then adding these more open, um, you know, these more open sections. So they spent a huge amount of time prototyping, iterating. 
these more open levels to try and get the balance right. And initially, probably went too far in the open world direction, and it was a really interesting experience, but it didn't actually feel like a like a Metro game. So then they dialed it back in and kept kept working to find that balance. So yeah, it, it should be this this kind of perfect mix of, of both. Um, also important to say that the whole game isn't one big open world or one big sandbox it plays out like a metro game so you play through a series of linear levels and some of them are more traditional metro style levels and then every so often you'll encounter one of these larger we call them sandbox survival levels where it really opens up and you spend many hours several days of in-game time within this single level before you reach the end and then carry on your journey it's a little bit like you'd get like side quests and different things in those bits to then go off and do your own thing when you want to do it and then kind of carry on with the main story when you're ready to do it yeah so within those bigger levels there's always a there's always a very clear narrative thread and uh, the, the, the next story objective is is always clear for you but you've got all this freedom and latitude to go off the beaten track to explore to investigate side content and we handle it very differently from most modern open world games where quite often you're given this shopping list quest tracker of all of these arbitrary things that you know collect 10 of this or go and discover that or, or climb climb five of these and and we really don't like doing that kind of thing because it kind of breaks the immersion of the game if you're thinking about oh i need to do 10 of these things to unlock this thing then you're not actually thinking in the mind of the character that you're supposed to be playing so we weave all of this content into the storyline it's all communicated you, you don't have a side quest tracker you have one objective you, you don't have a map with icons and stuff on there the map is a physical object that you pull out in the game flip it over and if there's a point of interest that you discovered on the horizon with your binoculars will mark a cross on your map that you have to look at and then navigate with a compass to get to there's no waypoint or you know 20 meters to get there we kind of think you know, metro appeals to the, that player that doesn't like to be kind of handheld all the way um we give them a lot of credit to um you know don't underestimate their intelligence let them go off and discover this for themselves um, so obviously without any any spoilers, but um, can you tell us what your favourite bits are in the game so far, what you're enjoying the most uh, within the game? Oh, without any spoilers, my favourite bit is definitely the ending. The ending is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, uh, one one final question uh, for you, uh, or just, just a couple. But um, So there might be quite a lot of new players um, that, are, that are coming to the Metro series. Um, what do you recommend that these players do to kind of get ready for the feel of the game um, obviously you've got the books and the games and things like that um, have you got any recommendations of where someone should go first just to start to get a feel for it well prior knowledge of the series it shouldn't be necessary to, to to play and enjoy this this game i would absolutely recommend if you like your story driven um story driven games um, to definitely check out the, the Metro Redux series. It's almost always on sale. Um, you get two fantastic single-player campaigns that are kind of bolted together to create one, you know, one epic experience. Um, I think it still stands up really well, well today. A lot of people are, are discovering it now because of the, you know, because of the campaign and the hype behind Exodus, uh, who, you know, who maybe heard of it but never, never tried it before, um, and are having a really good time with it. Um, all I'd say is, you know, don't play Redux and then think that Metro Exodus is just going to be more of the same. It will feel very familiar in some ways, and all of the, the kind of the mechanics, you know, the gas mask, the handmade weapons, the real focus on more tactical stealth-based combat, all of those things are present. It's just that we've added, I mean, so much more to, to this one. The, 
the the kind of scope and scale of this game is of a, another magnitude again. So I think Metro Redux is kind of a great primer if you're interested. Um, but yeah, what 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 the team have achieved with uh, Exodus is is a kind of different level again. Has, has that been a bit of a challenge to kind of be able to have the game for for people that love the books, the series, and all the lore and everything, but also be able to introduce new players to it? Has that been a bit of a challenge, or has that been you've been able to get that like quite down already? You know, I think I think we've done a I think we have done or are doing a, a pretty good job of that, and actually, I'd, you know, we think a lot of new players are going to jump into the franchise for the first time with with Metro Exodus, just because of the kind of hype and publicity it's been been getting since our uh, our announced the first two games were very much kind of, they've got this reputation now as sort of like cult hits, but actually over time they've built up a, a really huge and very passionate audience and, and fan base. Um, you know they are they are quite challenging games. Um, you can't rush into them and play them like a, a run and gun shooter. And maybe not for you know maybe not for everyone. But actually, I, I think they um, you know they probably deserve to be more successful at the time than they, they they initially were. And now that audience is you know that audience is growing. So we're just happy that newcomers are coming into the coming into the series, whether through. Uh, whether through Redux or whether they're waiting for Exodus um, and are going to have a fantastic time. Okay, uh, and just one final, last cheeky question. Uh, Dead Island 2, have we got any news on that? What's happening with that yet? I'm afraid I've got nothing to tell you about <laughs> Dead Island 2. It's worth a try. <laughs>